This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Great, sounded natural. That's how I say hello to people. Um, this is Here's a Crazy Story from The Overtake, Woo-hoo! a podcast where we tell a crazy Christmas true story. Yep, yeah. that's what it is. It's a Christmas-themed episode. Yeah, it's Christmas because <laughs> probably, if you're listening to it, I mean, if you're listening to it at all, uh, it might be around Christmas. Uh, probably yeah. Christmas 2018, but By the time I who knows. Yeah. the whole thing with this meeting could be at any time. Whatsoever. It should be. We're recording this on the Tuesday. It should be in your ears on the Thursday. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, this is a quick turnaround. Yeah, this, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. So, yeah. no fucking about, fellas. No. So, I have got slightly more dulcet tones than normal today because I've got a sore throat. Oh. Um, so, I'm going to try and keep my story short. I'll do some talking. Brilliant. I'll do the normal amount of talking. No, yes. wait. I'll do less than the normal amount of talking. Do less than the normal. Ethan, do no. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, so, Christmas stories. Yeah. I think we both have pretty short stories this week. Shorter than yes, usual. Mine is much shorter than usual, okay. yeah. Mine is also. Uh, I have a little game to finish, a little Christmas game. Ooh, lovely. <laughs> I thought you said Ooh. a little game. <laughs> You're going to wheel him out. <laughs> Got a little yeah. game, just need Louis to finish Spence. him off. <laughs> Either way, like, look yeah, at I, the... I was taking that. Yeah. There's not a better way, is there? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, there's not. We'll so, edit all this bit out so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, we won't. We definitely won't. Um, so who's gonna go first? I think I should go first. Okay. And I'm making my case because mine is a serious story, a serious Christmas tale. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. what's yours like? Mine is um, like it's serious but not sad. Like it's not. Okay. It's not like you know bundle of laughs no but ultimately it is pure does it it happens it, in a war mine happens in a war does it if you guys yeah. have got the same fucking Double story war. I swear to god and there's been plenty of wars the chances of us having the same that was good yeah but they're, <laughs> I was just trying to look at those they're to both Christmas the themed though yeah, yeah. alright mine is sad so I'm gonna go first okay Go. Shall I? I mean, we'll get, oh, just get a bit Tell a story, just do it. Exactly, right. 
So mine is the story of the 1914 ceasefire in no man's land. Oh, yes, we're not the same. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, so it's a story that people have probably heard before. Have you heard it before? Yes. Yes. Because I okay. was raised in this country and not under a rock. Exactly. <laughs> so, but oh, we, we do. We do actually. We do actually have an American listener. So they might not have heard this story. Do we know anything about them? Are they a statistic no. or do we know their name? Um, no, they're a number. Oh, when okay. I when I look at the data, well, when I looked at the data from the first episode, there was one American. It's just me on a VPN. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it could actually like be me. We, like, we have a listener in Taiwan. <laughs> it's um, me, guys. We've got a few weird ones, but um, yeah, we've got... Do you actually use a, a VPN? Right. It could be me. Write to us if you are that the American. American listener. If you are the yeah, the, we never from give the away United the email States of America. Address, do we? Shouldn't say American. We do at the you? end of every episode. It just like erases <laughs> all of the other places that are America that aren't the USA. Mm, okay, but I'm, it's picky. I mean, I think that's the word though for America, yeah. for American. So. <laughs> I suppose, no, I suppose I mean, it's true they are American in the same sense term. that like it, we're European, be, but like we're European. They're, no, but they are what American, I mean is they? people from the United States are called American. Yeah. Like they shouldn't be. Yeah, but they are. Hmm. People have been called all kinds of things they shouldn't be. Yeah, you know true. what? We're not going to solve that right here on this episode. <laughs> well, I so was really set so on that. Let's but... move on. If you're the American listener, email yeah, us at crazystoryattheovertake.com. We'll mm-hmm. have you on yeah. on Skype call. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. 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 We probably yeah. won't. It's just oh, a really nice. creepy guy. Like, oh, uh, God. Yeah, like, oh, I love the stories. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone to me. <laughs> it's funny how he has a Yorkshire accent still. He's putting <laughs> He's it on to mimic to... us. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's moved and he's like, moved to America as an adult from... he's just picked up a Yorkshire accent no he's a Yorkshire but he lives in America oh maybe then he's not American yeah well, he lives in America he's got a, he's got American citizenship and you have citizenship you're you're that so yeah, you're an true. American if yeah. you move to America you're you a traitor is what you are let's if move on from Britain to America, you yeah. mean, not just all immigrants to America. No, yeah. not all of them. <laughs> just people who leave all Britain. Of them. Those Mexicans, <laughs> raiders to their country. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So, yeah. So you've probably heard the story before, but you might not know the nuances because it's not as clear cut as you might first think. Okay. So, the story you'll probably have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong is that on Christmas Day 1914, during the first year of the First World War, British and German soldiers put down their weapons and met in the middle in no man's land to play football. Yeah. Is that, is that some, it? Yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah, it was uh, recreated on that Sainsbury's advert it was. a few years ago, wasn't it? It was a very mm-hmm. good advert. And it I was, was good. It though, made yeah. me very emotional. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, you can laugh, but it's real. No, I think that's the it's idea. Like, is those that, were yeah. real people, and yeah. they, they did actually die and all that. So... Yeah, so that's sort of true. What? They died they in died all that. They did actually die in all that. Like, they died right. and then more. Uh, well, I I would say even the ones that didn't die were probably left with mm. a lot of trauma. Yeah, yeah. and all that. Um, and their families. Yeah. Fair, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Well, I, I, I it's just a colloquialism and all that <laughs> it's fine it doesn't it doesn't distinguish you shouldn't like speak people. like that like it's oh, not don't. really like the I, way that people like <laughs> are supposed to 
that is like talk. talk. <laughs> so it's just unfortunate for everyone who's listening. If, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Fuck don't off. don't yeah. tell them that. <laughs> yeah, don't give them no, that. I mean, our one American listener. I mean, like, I'll put up with it and don't complain. It's like your fucking yeah. issue. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with people saying like all the time. It doesn't bother me. Like, if it bothers you, that's really your problem. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. absolutely. I, yeah. You know, there are things that I don't like about people, but mm. I would never. Is it when they call you out for saying like too much? It is. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, the first thing to note with this truce on Christmas Day um, on No Man's Land is that um, periods of quiet time happened actually relatively often. So uh, basically opposing soldiers would um, come out of the trenches and they'd like barter and banter a little bit while the guns were stopped. Um, and basically it was the, the period of time was for both sides to collect their dead um, and repair like damaged tren- trenches and like s- tend to injured people. Well, it just like that. Just I'm, I'll stop doing that. Like mm. breaking in, but it does just highlight how just a fucking absurd it is. Isn't oh, it? Like, honestly, just be like we'll just take a little let's break. Let's have a little break. Just a little let's break. Go and collect, collect we'll go and then we'll go back to killing each other again. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. should all just fucking turn around and march right back to Berlin. Exactly. Um, but so um, yeah, so they like. Yeah, so this this kind of thing would actually happen very, fairly often. It was kind of like a bit built into how the kind of procedure of, of the war. So like that they could every now and again go and collect injured people and stuff. Um, but the high ups didn't really, on both sides, didn't really like it and wanted it to stop. Um, but, you know, there wasn't much they could do because they did not do, do the actual fighting. They just yeah. sat in their ivory towers ordering everyone around. So, um, yeah, so nevertheless, truces were a regular occurrence. Um, The soldiers at the time had had the impression that the war would be over by Christmas. You might have heard people talk about that before. Mm. Um, um, But it it was coming up to kind of like mid-December and everyone was like, well, clearly that's not going to happen. The Pope had called, um, the Pope at the time had called for a December truce, like for the whole of December to be like, I was a pub getting involved. I know, right? Who asked you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do something useful. Well, actually, a true (laughs) thing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, that was rejected by both sides. um, And they, instead, they like sent gifts and cards to the serving soldiers. (laughs) Not the same. Not the same (laughs) to me. Um, Yeah. So uh, they'd also arranged, and a lot of in a lot of cases, they'd also arranged for people to have a Christmas meal. Um, and one of the things that one of the soldiers remembered about it was that they always had Christmas pudding in a tin. Um, and for a turkey to cook the turkey, they obviously didn't have like an oven most of the time, um, especially not like on the, in the trenches. So they dug a hole and put a fire in there and put some bars across it and made like a barbecue. Mm. So they had like barbecue turkey basically. Um, so on the night of Christmas Eve, uh, the German soldiers put up candles um, in their trenches because um, Christmas Eve in Germany is the most popular celebration date. Oh, okay. So I think that in a lot of countries, Christmas Eve is like the main mm. one. They have like a dinner on Christmas Eve. So France, Christmas Eve is like the main thing. Right. Um, but not in Britain. Um, and as night fell, both sides decided to have um, a carol sing-off. So I'm guessing the Germans started singing and then the Brits were like, 
we can sing better or louder. I don't know what I don't know what the kind of yeah what, conditions. How you measure? Yeah, 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 yeah. By what but, metric are we better? No, than, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that was happening pretty much all across the front, and on a few parts of the front, some soldiers did emerge the next day from their trenches in no man's land, um, and did spend Christmas together. So, like swapping gifts and taking pictures with the German soldiers. Um, and that yeah so we know for definite that that did happen in some cases but um the main thing was that the truce was to go into no man's land to find their dead and wounded again yeah so it wasn't there was it wasn't about a football match and actually there were no organized football matches um there, there might have been some small scale kickabouts mm. but there wasn't like a you know britain versus germany you know, <laughs> yeah like, you got shirts, we'll go skins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me yeah. It was 11. like maybe they just, one of them had a football. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it certainly wasn't widespread. Yeah. Um, however, in other parts of the front, some of the people who went up into no man's land, instead of like being um, met with other other soldiers from the other side, they were met with gunfire rather than a tree. Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah, so some of them just went up to be Christmassy and got shot. Um, And I'm guessing it probably happened on both sides. Obviously, a lot of what I was reading was from British soldiers' memories and perspective, but I'm sure it probably happened on both sides. History's written by the victors, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, like, in addition to that, there were obviously troops from other countries there, like Belgium, France, and India, um, and they those troops were really pissed off at at the Brits for doing that because they were basically, like, fraternising... Mm-hmm. Um, so it caused like a lot of tension. Oh, so it wasn't just it wasn't like the Allied forces. No. it was literally just Brits, Brits and Germans. Yeah, that's interesting, Brits and isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's like how when you um, sorry tangent. It's like when you hear about the conditions that um, like Jewish prisoners of war, mm. like they were they were kept. The Brits were all like kept better than the Jews by the Germans. So that's obviously World War Two. Yeah, but like. It's so funny to think that they had that, like that there was obviously some kind of kind of respect, yeah, across those across enemy lines. But yeah. it does seem like when you look back at it, the Brits are always tracked better by the Germans than other, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, particularly Indians like, and stuff because yes, obviously they'd have been racism. seen as, um, yeah. which is yeah, the, the fact that that's been like largely just written out of history. Yeah, the, the version it would tell you is just fucking obscene. But yeah, but. that's it. Um, yeah, and they were like, I think they, I think they said that this this instance in time this day was like the kind of the end of like professional soldiers in the first world war because people you know like like you were saying professional soldiers often have like a much more respectful attitude of each other Mm. than like um when it all goes to shit people are desperate Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yes exactly conscripts that's the exact word i was looking for um so Ah, oh, I thought you were putting your hand up, being like, "Let's stop a moment." I thought you were going <laughs> to like, appreciate me. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought you were going to be like, no. "I need a wee," but we have only just started, not so yet. not yet. Hold it. <laughs> I did look at the bottles then when I. <laughs> <laughs> but, hold on. Um, we'll see. Um, so there is one soldier, Walter Hare, from the West Yorkshire Regiment, which Good is well. where we'd be conscripted to. I'd um, be. I would. I'd be like. I've got fucking. Shin splints. I've got a dodgy yeah. knee. I could stretch it to knee. knees if I needed knees, to. Yeah. Needed yeah. to. Yeah. Good <sighs> one. Kill me. No. I wonder what would happen now. I guess women would be just as 
in line to be yeah. scripted. Yeah. I'd be careful oh, what I'm, you wish for, ladies. Not like quality. <laughs> not like so good now, is it? Uh, I went. Oh my god! I went to uni with this girl who she did PR. Um, oh, she might have done advertising. It was something that was kind of a bit airy fairy, and she was like quite like what? <laughs> You're just gonna say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fair enough. No. I mean, did you ever meet anyone who did those? Subjects? I used to date someone who did those well, subjects, and you go. are correct. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, and she seemed quite like not. She wasn't basic at all. Like she was, she was fine and intelligent. But my ex girlfriend was basic. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, are we gonna do like we could do like X hour, and we just go through them all. And just oh, like, that would be a that great one podcast. was a prick. Um, yeah. I feel like it. would just be that though, wouldn't it? Yeah, just be yeah. like, just, also that one, also yeah. prick, yeah. 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 If we go back a few more years, prick, yeah. 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 But if we just devoted every episode to, to a particular ex, oh, yeah. and then also we invited other people on to tell us about their yeah. worst exes. Well, I'm thinking if people subscribe to our Patreon, send us a message that has the name of your ex in and, and why they're a prick oh. and we'll tell everyone because we call someone <laughs> yeah. yeah we will we Fuck do it. we call someone a cunt at the end of every podcast and yeah. sometimes we ex. just can't think yeah, about it yeah think about that could yeah. be your ex <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll, yeah, so anyway. that'll show them <laughs> yeah. um, so that, yeah this girl right she just seemed like I don't know chill and everything anyway she, I was talking to her and she was saying I can't remember what she was saying but she was a bit older than everyone else um, even though she didn't really look it you can relate and she was like hey <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you feel you could be flirting this sad little hey oh god and when I say she was older she was probably like 21 when I was in like second year of uni so she really wasn't much older yeah, barely. Uh, she was probably like two or three years older anyway so she talk- she's saying um, that she'd been in the Israeli army for two years and I was like oh how'd you end up doing that and she was like oh I just had to everyone has to mm. and I was like yeah. oh I did not re- like you know back yeah. then obviously I, didn't- I was like oh what's that Israeli army like I didn't really know anything about it I was like oh that's kind of weird uh, didn't really I mean like I'd kind of like no you were right it is yeah, kind of yeah, weird yeah fucked up <laughs> yeah. but um, I'd like obviously not put two and two together that if you are Israeli you just have to do it there's no getting out of it yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. well maybe there are maybe there is getting out of it yeah, somehow but yeah. you just gotta do it you, you just gotta if, you, know, you must be able to because I think that's the thing that's just recognised by like, the UN like you can be a conscientious objector yeah so like you would think that's even more mind you are they just in like, got a, a perpetual different state thing. of wartime like, are yeah they, they are, are they, yeah. Yeah. yeah you um, gotta do a different thing normally as well it's like you got to work in hospital yeah. or, you know, something like that. Have you ever read, um, um, you, I don't know if it was just me, but they feel, they feel like they're very popular. You know the Ben Elton books? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever read The First Casualty? No. That's set in World I've War I. I've read one. a few of them. But it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, it, one of the passages did enter the, you know, there's awards for like oh, men yeah. writing about sex. Yeah, they, the bad sex awards. One of them yeah. was in that. Um, I don't, I don't really rate him as a writer, but his books are very easy to read. They so are so easy to read. That. Like yeah. when I was like 13, 14, it's like yeah, a good same. intro to like I read them as a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what they're like. I haven't, I haven't picked them up for a, a good 15 years. They are so. like just intensely readable. Like just not, yeah. you know, not great, yeah. but just, you can just fly through them. So I get, mm. I tried to get my little brother to, to um to read by passing him on to them but he's just yeah. like no we have fucking you know internet and shit now like why would True. i why give would him, i read give him harry potter has he read harry potter mm-hmm. honest no honest why, why are you annoyed you're on my side with him <laughs> i was tired of the conversation tedious, yeah. how old is he he's uh, like 16 
Mm, you might be already over yeah. it now. I think I, I also think it, it's like it's your probably, attitude you have to, to it do before it like, you... before seeing them. I think as well. Like mm. you'll have been in the good position yeah. that you, like you had probably to, read. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, totally. When I was before, reading them, like, it was like they they came out and then you went into a darkened room for three days and you read them and that and then that was it and then you yeah. talked to your friends about it afterwards. Um, but I I think probably anyone who's read like if, if you watch a film now and you're thinking maybe I'll read the books honestly they're, they're really worth it <laughs> there's a lot more in there a great wealth of info and <laughs> <laughs> like it's a pamphlet uh, yeah. Yeah. famous uh, non-fiction uh, books about the... genocide it is about genocide anyway um, and what was I going to say oh yeah the fifth one remains the biggest book I've ever read still it's just such a I big mean, book I mean it is fucking huge yeah, yeah. So easy to read, though. Uh, yeah, some might say just unnecessarily so. Well, you haven't read it, so. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, I was talking about Walter Hare, the guy from the West Yorkshire Regiment. Mm. Um, he said, um, quote, They used to say that the fighting stopped for Christmas. Well, not where we were, it didn't. So there were no celebrations. I think it was a bit quiet. There wasn't quite as much shelling going on and that kind of thing. But there wasn't a stop. There wasn't a halt or anything like that. The shelling went on occasionally and the occasional machine gun and rifle fire. But it but it was a bit what we would call quiet. So, yeah. So, like, it's just, like, and unfortunately, the idea of, of it happening just universally mm. everywhere yeah. wasn't the case. Yeah. Um... And what happened actually after 1914 was that, um, Christmas 1914 was that um, newspapers reported on it because obviously there were reporters in the trenches um, and um, High Command was angry about it and said that basically any unofficial truce, tru- truces, yeah. yeah that's right yeah. you know when your brain goes wrong yeah. yeah I can't imagine you've had to say like the uh, plural of I've truce, said truce before yeah. yeah so yeah. but yeah, yeah gotta yeah. be on truce yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, any unofficial truces were punishable by court martial um, oh, miserable yeah, pricks I know yeah so yeah never happened again even though the war went on for four years the end <sighs> yeah. what? that was short war is yeah. just uh, it's just like Hot take, guys. <laughs> War is bad. bad. Yeah. But like, what's that thing? Um, the banality of evil. Like, mm, it's like that in it. Yeah, like that yeah. thing. Of, I mean, it's, it's not even quite that because I, I guess that the banality of evil is how they refer to like just the the dull um, kind of relentless regimentality of like yeah. the. I think it, it mainly it was coined to refer to like the. Um, oh God, what is the fucking concentration camps? Yeah. Um, just how like people just did very monotonous laborious yeah. jobs but the, the the sum total of that was like one of the most profound expressions of like evil that, yes. that has ever been and, it, and war is a bit like that isn't it like yeah. just being like um, and also to think that you know in some of the places there was like a truce mm. and in some of them there wasn't so all that comes down to is like that will have just been one person yeah. probably just being like let's just not shoot today and like if they don't yeah, then yeah, what's yeah. that so like 
it, yeah, it just it, it's mind blowing it. And then you yeah. just, uh, I yeah. And whenever you hear about, it, you just think, why didn't you all just refuse? Like, yeah. and not not as in like, oh god, yeah. lads, fucking, yeah, you know, why yeah, didn't you yeah. think of that? But it's like you would have been shocked. If only that would have um, been like, if, like an everyone, option. Like yeah. everyone just gone, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Like absolutely, fuck off. But like what? I don't care about Franz Ferdinand. That, it's it's always it always comes down to your family, doesn't it? Like, and it's, it's like, like what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, fucking false nation, false like ideas of nation and. And, and patriotism like, like, and your family, yeah, yeah, so your family, king like, and country, yeah. I suppose, isn't it? Like we, you know, when we were talking, Talkie I think we talked. Before, did we talk before about the German, the Berlin Wall, or did we? Was that yeah, one we of did. The that was that one of the ones that never made it. To air. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's a good story. That actually, yeah, the, the Berlin Wall. Do that one again. Yeah. Or we could, we could, we'll put those episodes on Patreon, maybe for people to listen to. If so they... people pay them off for those <laughs> yeah. worse episodes. Yeah. Good, yes. Some of them were good actually. Just no, like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was just like substandard audio in, in some places yeah, and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the time, people, uh, the early days of the Berlin Wall, people could actually commute between it you know and com- commute from east to west yeah. which is the way that in in the end they they couldn't do and like a lot of places it was it wasn't even a proper border like it was just, you could just walk across or like climb over a fence or whatever but people didn't because they knew if they escaped their family would yeah. be punished and and they were so yeah yeah, yeah. definitely by the old uh the stasi yes i think so yeah could be wrong the but yeah Gestapo. Gestapo, I think, is the Nazi um, special police. Uh-huh. I think that was a Gestapo. I don't know. I don't know uh, enough about the Second World War. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have a story. I have a story. Mm. It would be shit if I didn't. When I was just like, if got a story. Oh, shit, guys, I forgot. Honestly, most weeks you both cut it close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is true. Don't spoil the magic. <laughs> um, so mine also about war. I'll I'll fly through it because I want. I just want to do this game. I think it's gonna be really dumb and <laughs> shit, but I think you'll appreciate it. Okay. Um, so mine is the Hungnam evacuation. Code name: Christmas Cargo. Anything codenamed is is always yeah. Is it a Vietnam story? It's not actually no no. Um, Hung, I can see why you think so. Hung Mm. Nam. Um, It's actually set in December 1950. 
All right, she asked for the location. I was but... <laughs> what I was going to say was, so do you know about from that which uh, war it is and the fact that it was Hong Nam? Um, but I mean, that, I'm is just... it is it there's there's got to have been going something going on in China around that time. More or less, Korean Peninsula. It was a Korean uh, war. Ah, uh, so like, okay. it's, and China were involved, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, in December 1950, the war in Korea, which I, uh, of all the wars, one of the ones I know the least about. I'd say. Mm, I honestly yeah. know nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think it was really fucking horrendous, which is why mm. we don't talk about it so much. Like, um. and it, quite often, main the main time you hear about it is like on American TV shows. If they talk about military vets, they'll be like, "Oh, he spent time in Korea," um, and you go, like, oh, "Look at that! That was yeah, a moment yeah, yeah. of realization for Buffy, then, yeah. wasn't it? If not feigned for the uh, for my benefit." <laughs> So, yeah, but I think my understanding of it is basically it was like a civil war that kind of played out or, or like escalated to like a proxy war as a precursor to, to the um, Cold War. So like the Russians got involved backing the North. Um, I see. As like, because they were like Stalinist. Um, and then the South were backed by the US. So then the Allied forces in the UN got involved on the behalf of South Korea um, and China and Russia never I don't think Russian ever provided like ground support but they certainly trained and supported and provided equipment mm. to the North Koreans who were as I say Stalinist um, so yeah by, by December 50 by December 1950 rather um, the war was underway and there was um, a, a particularly bloody battle had gone on in a place called uh, where the fuck is it um, I can't find it actually there was a there was a battle. One of many. Oh, the Battle of Chosin. Um, that's what I was gonna say. I, I saw it right. Yeah. That's what I saw it right there. Um, which yeah, we're cutting past a lot of the stuff that happened and would make sense of this. But basically, there was a big fucking battle. The Chinese had just about kind of got involved at that point. So UN troops, largely US, um, some Brits mm-hmm. and like Canadians, few other few other mm. nationalities. Um, made a huge retreat so they, they they had to try and get to the port of Hungnam which is like in the south bit of North Korea yeah um, to try and be evacuated by sea out of the north because the Chinese had just who had just got involved um, and they had bear man yeah um, <laughs> you can kind of say goodbye to everything when the Chinese get involved yeah, yeah. I mean funny enough you go back a little bit though and they got absolutely fucking trounced by the Japanese that is true um, like yeah. proper and the Japanese like my, my um, not as a peoples but mm. in terms of like in war they're like ruthless yeah. like my my um, my dad uh, my old dad he his dad fought in um, in World War 2 and he my dad always used to tell me that he would say the Japs are bloody cruel and it was like <laughs> oh god that's that's a lot Ooh, but yeah. like but in a war context but like they are known to be in particularly I, I, I like I forgive old people for being yeah yeah um, like kind of racist because they like you you would be if it was you'd science like lay down your life when yeah. they were when they were kids as well yeah. to think that white people were just superior like we know it's bullshit yeah. but you can't like for some really really old people it's like yeah. I don't know you you were told that and you shouldn't say it and shit and yeah. people can tell you but and like you have, you have the ability of... to educate yourself yeah, um, yeah but and 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 it's it would be unfair on the people who do and have educated mm. themselves but having said that I don't know what it's like to find a war so I'll yeah, cover yeah. this like but yeah so he always he my dad always, I need to wince when he when he say that because it is bad mm. but like but in terms of like in war like they have they are noted as being 
particularly ruthless when it comes to kind of um, prisoners of war yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, I think there's, a, there's a, something called the Rape of Nanking, which like I was like, going to do it as a podcast story, but then I just felt that's too heavy. Too bad. Because yeah. it's bad. Like, it's that, I mean, really it sounds fucking bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, sorry. Moving on. Um, the so yeah, the, the UN troops were withdrawing, and at, when the when a lot of North Koreans heard that this was going to happen, they decided that they would follow the um, UN troops and try and get out of North Korea as well. Yeah. And most of them were like um, most of them were Christians, and they faced kind of rapidly escalating persecution from the highly regressive. Um, North Korean regime. Okay. Um, and so they were like, we've just fucking, we've got to get out. So they heard that there would be a, a huge kind of envoy of uh, ships sent to um, Hung Nam to get rid of, to get the UN troops out. And they were like, well, we'd best try and get on there then, don't we? Mm. So it was, it was eventually decided that the UN ships would, would try and get as many civilians out of North Korea as possible. Okay. Um, but they had a very limited time to do it. So this, this all kind of went on between 5th and 24th of December-ish. Mm. Um, so by kind of mid to late December, um, most of about 100 or so rescue boats that had been sent to Hung Nam had uh, kind of been and gone, but still there were tens of thousands of North Korean refugees in the port. Um, and at this point, it kind of it seemed almost unavoidable that many of them would be, would be left. Yeah. Um, and it was then a kind of thing of like, they're, they're, they're just double fucked because it's like the Chinese are pursuing the UN troops so and the Chinese would not have taken kindly to these who were trying to flee with trying the, to leave. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the capitalist dogs mm. um, and if they if, even if they survived that they were still then stuck in a, a North Korean regime that would have likely tortured and, and yeah. fucked them up uh, I am trying to swear less this week. It's all I don't right. know if it's going well. I feel well, like but... <laughs> I, I ruined you. I ruined your brain by telling you not to swear. As much. I think I knew, but it's you know, like when you kind of think something, but then someone tells you it, and you're like, oh yeah, should, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and it like makes it actually real. That was that. I, I didn't, but like, it is too what? much. I listened to it, and I was like, it is too much because it's not even like I don't even mix it up. It's just always fucking. Yeah, it's just always fucking. because it is just a yeah. I think yeah, you it's a crutch it, word. Yeah, um, <laughs> get used to it. yeah. Just fucking get you. Oh god, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice when you like. Oh god, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, by late December, there were tens of thousands of refugees remaining, and everyone was a bit like, oh shit. This is going to be bad. Leonard LaRue was a sailor who captained a United States merchant marine cargo freighter named the Meredith Victory. Can um, I just say LaRue is definitely a sailor name, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Captain LaRue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the ship was named Meredith Victory. Uh, I think it was named after a uh, all-girls high school in, uh, yeah, yeah, in the US. Um so he he was one of the last ships to arrive into Hung Nam, mm. um, and his his ship was kind of big, but crucially it was a cargo ship, okay. so it it was not equipped to take many people to like the maximum people that really should have been on it is like sixty. Right. Um, that's what yeah. it had facilities for, and that would have been, you know, you imagine what kind of imagine like what the conditions would be like on. Pushed to their absolute limit of what's mm. supposed to be acceptable on like a, a navy ship 
in oh, the fifties. Yeah. People would it, be like, yeah, it's yeah, not going to be good, is no. it? Uh, sorry, merchant navy ship. Yeah. But, so that's why he's, you know, he's a pretty much unfaultable good guy because he just delivered shit around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there was room for about sixty people, um, and he arrived, and it was became quite clear that there were just far too many people, and he was one of the last boats. But he was like, "We'll we'll we'll see what we can do." So um, Larue ordered every refugee onto his boat okay. to see how many what? people he could get oh, on yeah. it, um, and and he managed to get all of them on it, which was fourteen thousand people. <gasps> Right no. on this cargo ship was meant for sixty. Yeah, yeah. So you managed to get and Jesus. That is like so forty thousand. A Christmas miracle is loads. Yeah. Like in it, like think of like I went to a really big high school, right? <laughs> and it like a really big like a, what was I think I, I think it was a pretty big high school. There was like yeah. three and a half thousand people went to it. Yeah, that's big high school. Right. Yeah. So then times that by like yeah four ish. Yeah. 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 Um. And like, yeah, that's just so many people. Yeah. And when you think what sixty people is compared to fourteen thousand, I can't even picture it. So he ordered them all on board, uh, and to say conditions were cramped would be a huge understatement. Um, the the whole deck of the ship was just shoulder to shoulder. The cargo holds were just crammed full of people. Every space, literally, on this ship was fully kind of. Um, Full. full with yeah, people full uh, literally people. just like shoulder to shoulder just packed in um, I, I imagine like it would have made an easy jet flight look like fucking Air Force One like oh, the, yeah. the, the conditions aboard um, particularly considering that there was no toilets mm-hmm. um, or like a, a, just a, a silly number like, there might have been one toilet you know what yeah, I mean like, you, which, you're only expecting yeah. absolute max 60 people yeah. like, so in effect yeah. one toilet among 14,000 people is no toilet yeah. really yeah. I um, mean after like, about an hour be, <laughs> yeah just like, do not go in there <laughs> um, so no toilets um, next to no food and water yeah um, nothing and so they turned around out of Hungnam and, and set off um, so they were they were heading for the southernmost tip of South Korea where they knew they'd be safe because there was like a defensive line ah, about two thirds of the way down South they were Korea. Actually, they weren't going anywhere else apart from South Korea. No, they yeah. were just going, they were just like, well, they were just like, get, get us out of get North out, Korea, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, so, um, so yeah, there was 14,000 people crammed aboard this pretty small ship. Um, and though they were kind of out of the immediate danger, you still got to think they they had to navigate a pretty long way mm. while there's still a big war going on. Mm. Um, and like it, you know, it wasn't just confined to land. There was um, one of the main things about the Korean War that I do know is it was kind of the first time that there were a lot of um, fighter pilots that were oh. engaged in like dog fights because um, okay. you had the North Koreans used. Um, what were they called? Those Russian MiG planes. Oh yeah. Um, like that was it was so it was one of the first times you had like supersonic aerial combat. Mm. Um, so you had those, you had bombers. So like yeah. ships were by no means you know safe. safe. Yeah. Um, and to make that like so that would have been kind of scary enough for an actual navy ship with mm-hmm. you know a bit of shit aboard that might have been able to fight someone off had they needed to. But um, Larue's ship was just a cargo ship. Yeah. It was, yeah. So he was merchant navy. Mm. So he didn't have. Um, Obviously, he didn't have any heavy weaponry, but he had no mine detection equipment. 
Um, mm. There was no, there wasn't a doctor on board. There was no on, interpreter on board. Um, the the holds of the ship were made purely for cargo, so there was no yeah. light in a, and, and nothing down there. Oh, um, and there were no, as I said, there were no toilets, no sanitation facilities. Um, the only weapon that the ship had to protect these fourteen thousand refugees and the crew was the service pistol that. Um, Larue carried Fucking around his hell. around his waist. Oh um, God. So that's that's literally all he had. So for three days, Larue navigated particularly treacherous waters um, in in quite rough conditions. Um, and three days later, arrived in I don't know how you say it, Gyoji, um, which is kind of an island that makes up part of the South Korean yeah. peninsula. Um, and they arrived on Christmas Day, nineteen fifty. And as the, so the real fucking Christmas miracle, right? For all 14,000 refugees had survived the journey. Well, They'd even added to their number by five as several women had given birth no on way. board the ship. Uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. it, would, it would be quite stressful, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be easy to pop one out if you were like... Also, like, yeah. statistically speaking, yeah. 14,000. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of them yeah. were going to... Yeah. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, that, so that was that. So that was an, a successful evacuation. Now, overall... Between the 5th and 24th of December, 105,000 UN troops and more than 100,000 North Korean refugees were evacuated from Hongnam um, in one of the largest military evacuations ever. And the Meredith victory is widely thought to have carried out the largest evacuation by a single ship in human history. Hmm. Which, oh. not bad for a cargo ship with a capacity that of 60. That is incredible. Yeah. So there are, an, there are an estimated 1 million descendants of the Hongnam evacuees now living in freedom in South Korea, the United States and throughout the world. Uh, this even includes current Korean president Moon Jae-in, ah. who was born to refugees on Gyoji Island a few years after the evacuation. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, so when um, old Lenny LaRue spoke to um, press afterwards, he's quoted as saying, God's own hand was at the helm of my ship. Aww. And Bob Lunny, who was a crewman aboard the ship, later said, The idea of war isn't just about bombs and bad guys. It's also about prever- preserving the integrity of a nation and the dignity of its people. We felt we had done that. Which Aww. is quite nice, I really, think that's isn't it? What a it, nice story. I yeah. think it, like, that, that quote is quite, like, it is quite a good story because you, you do forget that, I suppose, that, um, you know, human experience comes in extremes, doesn't it? And, like, in the absolute worst circumstances mm. is where you quite often find the most um, extreme examples of, like, human goodness and kindness. Yes. Um, and, like, because he could have just been like, fuck it, I'll just get off. Like, Honestly, I'll just, like, I'll just yeah. take me 60 crew and get would. fucked off. They'd be yeah. like, oh, fuck this, I can't, I can't, yeah. And, yeah, and definitely not be like, just all you Everyone, like, see how many we can get on, come on. That's after it. Another. Cram on, like, fuck like, yeah. you up. I, I guess you've got to think, I mean, I don't know, but you would assume that if... The more he goes over capacity, the higher the risk is of them just not making it at all. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, and I guess I mean, like, obviously, there's, I'm assuming there's no cargo in the ship, so that you yeah, can get all the people yeah, you, I didn't actually. But like I, yeah. the weight of the cargo, it'd be interesting to know, like, mm. whether it you how, know, like, what, how that compared to the weight of, of all those people. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's a right good story. And American hero for the American listener. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. The true American hero. American he actually, um, I didn't I didn't finish off this bit of research because I couldn't be asked. But he did actually spend the rest of his days once he got back from the Korean War um, as a Benedictine monk. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it was obviously like affected. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good guys come in all different forms, don't they? And women. Yes. That's, and that women. is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my story. Uh, do we want to do corrections? What few of them there might be now? And then do a little game. Yeah, let's do the do game it? at the end. Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if your story was just riddled with inaccuracies? Yeah, that tiny that. story. Yeah, 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 that would be good. That was true. I actually just made it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, I do this. I so do that. just one just... small correction: uh, Ethan's story didn't actually happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, that reminds me of I read the most incredible Twitter thread uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, did you read it about I the... I think so, the read-along that was that was translated, and it was yeah. from I think Eastern it, Europe? I think it was it was from Romania... Like, the story was set in Romania, um, but I think it was translated from Spanish. I think the guy was Spanish. Yeah. Or something something like that. <laughs> Spanish, Portuguese, something like that. Um, it was... Ca- ca- it might have been Catalonian. I think they have a language. I don't yeah, think yeah, it's Catalan. called that. Catalan. Yeah, that's the one. Um... But yeah, and it was like this most incredible like thing with all these twists and turns of story um, about these soldiers, and in the end, it wasn't true. I know. Yeah. And I was like, oh well. And it was sh- yeah, really yeah. disappointing because it's a really long thread yeah. as well. I, I, I honestly really it took me twenty long. minutes to read the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, this would make an incredible film. And it turns out, I think the person who wrote it had had made it to show that you could do I think it was like for a good cause to show that you could do LGBT stories in a way that people would want to watch that film if that makes sense because oh. um, it was about these like two gay soldiers basically yeah um, but um, but yeah it was all made up yeah he was probably expecting like <laughs> 10 people to read it yeah I think he fair. just said oh listen to the story or whatever and he just went off on one so but it's just like all, it had pic- photographs in it mm. so it's like you're going to assume that that's real if there's if yeah there's absolutely pictures. Yeah, yeah so anyway um yeah that's just what that reminded me of um but yeah do you want to, do you want to, oh i've got one thing to say actually i forgot to say that i got most of my info for for mine from the bbc and the imperial war museum Cool. Um, um, so, yes. correct us. So, the Gestapo was the official secret police of Nazi Germany and German occupied Europe. Woohoo! Woo! No, you you don't woohoo said... the Gestapo. <laughs> I said the Gestapo. No, you said it was a Gestapo who would have been enforcing what was going on in East Berlin, but that would have been the Stasi, oh, which was I the right. Russian secret police. Oh, the Gestapo I, was the I apologize. Nazi You're secret. absolutely right. Don't you, test yeah, why would the Nazis still be the secret around? police forces <laughs> of regressive <laughs> regimes? <laughs> Don't woohoo them uh, either. No. Um, uh, yes, okay. Hitler's younger half brother was named Alois Hitler Jr. His dad was also called Alois Hitler. Just mm. some trivia for you. Big on my I was going to say Hitler stands ironically like those don't exist anymore but they do they fuck do. you guys yeah. uh, the Korean war was a civil war between North and South Korea as a product of the cold war between the Soviet Union and the US the Koreas split into two sovereign states and then following a number of clashes at the border North Korea invaded South Korea and war began pretty much what wow. I said yeah, yeah. And the SS Meredith Victory was named after Meredith College, a small women's college in North Carolina. So you were mostly dead on yeah. this week. Congrats. Yeah, boy. I have no corrections for you whatsoever, so you were perfect. also dead on. Yeah, Yay. good, good. Do you want to play a game? Nice. Yeah. Yes. Right. So my game is, 
Are you familiar with the concept of the Yule lads? I don't think so. No, basically, I, I, I can't explain it fully because I haven't gone to that effort. But, but it's an Icelandic kind of Christmas law oh. tradition um, mm. where basically it's this thing where 13 goblin troll type things mill around Iceland in the lead up to and following Christmas and they just cause various mischief oh, and they all that. have silly funny names right so, are they on, on a different day each one yes a different well person? kind of they oh. all come into town mm. on on different days and they stay for the same amount of times I think they stay for like 12 days or 13 days after they arrive until they all arrive uh, at the it's something like oh, that I love it the, but the game is right so there are 13 of them and I've, I've I've separated them into four sets of four and I've inserted a fake one that I've made up uh-huh. into each one so you have to tell me which one of the four of each set of four okay, is the made okay. up one and the game is called You'll Never Guess sound effect incredibly pleased with myself far <laughs> too pleased really for what is just yeah. a pretty I mean, bog standard it's not really pun. a it's not I mean it is a pun I was going to say it wasn't I a pun. mean it it's, it absolutely it's, is it's the definition it of a pun it looks devastating it's not like a pun that hasn't been done before but prove it I mean Yule, Yule and Yule is um, I mean he really came for you though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can't I think of any examples off the top of my head you. maybe you're right let's just leave it uh, but yeah anyway yeah. so that's the game so the first four now you both are you, doing I'm this extra my are, seat. are you gonna play this like as a team? Should we? Or are you gonna go against each other? Cooperate. Yes. Okay. That's good because I thought that's the opposite of what I thought you were gonna say, and oh. I would rather go. I was play, banking on. I'd rather yeah. play as a team. I thought you might be. I'm very team. good at teamwork. I'll have you all know. I don't know yes. why I get bullied she, so I, much honestly, and I misrepresented are, in this you're office. You're one of the biggest team players of the office. I think Aww. you pick up a lot of slack yeah, that definitely. I do not have time yeah. to do. I'm like, Abigail. Oh, you uh, guys. Now I'm trying to spread it out a bit more. Even. Want personal glory. I don't want yeah, to help her with Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. true. Yeah. But that has its place. <laughs> Guys. That's um, not true. No. Um, Everyone. That was is a great. joke. Ethan's great. Oh, this is hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. So. Yes. The first four Yule lads. So mm. remember, you're trying to find the odd one out. Okay. The one that I've met up. So, in no particular order. Meat hook. Right, now I've. <laughs> That one. Uh, <laughs> they've, no, um, okay. oh, I've got really bad deja vu there. Um, that's such a pointless thing to say, isn't it? Why do you share that with anyone? I don't fucking know. Idiot? It's just like I haven't had deja vu for years. Like, I don't know why it happens, but it's just an initial. I get it all I've read the time. It. I think it's something to do with smell. It's something oh. to do with when you, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, it, it, what it is is it's your brain processing something, then forgetting it and processing it, processing it immediately again after. Mm. Oh, okay. And that's why you feel like it's happened before. There is. Like nothing to do with smell. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there it are, might be triggered more by smell than I think that's else. maybe what I think yeah. There, yeah, like, there are different ones as well, aren't there? Because mm. there are, like, deja vu is something like seeing something before and then there's like deja voodoo which is like experiencing it before or some yeah, shit no, <laughs> no. deja voodoo um, um that's ah. a thing um but i get it all the time to the point where at one point i was like convinced i was having like prophetic dreams or something oh, really? i was like i had i've had this exact same experience before it might have been in a dream i might be psychic just oh, to let you maybe guys know you are. maybe some people are psychic so that i mean that, say. that so, could sure. come in pretty handy as a journalist like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That, Maybe we should send you to sidekick school and if yeah. that's the thing and that's get it. the stories before <laughs> everyone else. If not, okay. good idea for like a sitcom type <gasps> thing. Yeah. Sidekick journalist. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right, it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, gonna write that. Let's just scrap this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could spend our Tuesday evenings We're actually writing psychic we're journalists. So good at pitching like movies and TV shows. Like when we did that Harry Potter oh, app yeah. it was good. Like oh, that yeah, should that should have actually been our job. I've got so many good ideas for stuff like, right, get this. Um, <laughs> okay, imagine, cool. so it's a drama, a teen drama. No one steal these ideas, by yeah. the way. No, honestly, we'll we're going to take it. We're going to edit it gonna out. I'm not going to be able to do because I do not have the context to make a TV drama. <laughs> and there are so few of you listeners that we yeah. can find out which one of you did it if you do yeah, steal If it airs ones. on American TV, yeah. we're not going to have to look too far. Fellow me, lad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, teen drama, a wheelchair basketball team. So, now there are really interesting dynamics in a wheelchair basketball team because some people are able-bodied and some people aren't. Some people are disabled. Um, also, like, you'd get a lot of diversity because usually they're quite diverse. Um, sometimes genders play together, which mm. would be really interesting. So you could do this whole teen drama of, like... I mean, the main... Obviously, the main story arc would be, like... There's some new people. Oh, this this team's new. Oh, there's new people on the team or something. They've got to get to the championships or, you know, whatever the thing is. Would you, like, reverse the normal kind of hierarchy system that would emerge and be like... So, like, say if the majority of the team are... um, I don't want to... Like, what's the... We're going to edit this. What's the opposite of able-bodied? Disabled. Disabled, yeah. Disabled yeah. is yeah. normally the yeah. preferred term. Yeah. That was just, it just felt too, it doesn't, like, It easy. feels like it's been around for too long to be allowed I now. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, would you, like, reverse the dynamic so that, like, if the um, able-bodied kids were in the minority and they were, like, in, you know, and so they'd be the ones that were, like, not as cool. Well, that would be yeah, cool so switch, actually, it tends up. to be kids who have been disabled for a very long time tend to be really good at it because yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they're used to using the chair, like yeah. wheelchair. Just got like, um, it's almost like second nature. Yeah, kind of like the now. first, your first wheelchair basketball session, you've got to like learn to use a wheelchair and mm. I'd like never used one before so it was really fucking hard. I bet. I was like honestly going around in circles, like I'm not even, <laughs> I couldn't go in a straight line, like it's hilarious. Um, I mean, if it, you know, it doesn't take long to master that, but then there's just like, I don't know, a lot of like that kind of control and it also, if when you're when you're a disabled kid, there aren't that many disabled sports available to you. Mm. So often you play basketball because it's one of the few that you can play, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which means you get very focused on it and very good, um, and you've yeah. often played it for longer. Um, but yeah, so often the disabled kids were better. Um, the other thing is the disabled the disabled players have got more value basically on the team than able-bodied value, um, people because you get given like a. a a number you know like a handicap uh-huh. in golf but it works the opposite way around so like the more disabled you are the lower your number oh okay oh, cool. and you've got a it all, it's all got to add up to a certain right, thing so you I couldn't see. just field a load of able-bodied players yeah, in wheelchairs yeah you make up to yeah, yeah yeah so like someone like me who isn't disabled in any way like I was like a five because that's the highest you can be mm-hmm. but then my friend was like a three I think because she had mo- like she couldn't she couldn't use her legs and she had issues with her muscles in her arms right yeah, and yeah. then there's some who like have only got one arm that they can use so you can get down to like right, I, yeah, I guess yeah. zero maybe um or one it might be one or it might be 0.5 i don't know mm. anyway yeah so i'm thinking uh you just looked at the at not the intentionally then, like, shut up it was actually um, just 
<laughs> most offensive country slip that must have been what I thought I no, ju- well, yeah, um, ever since that one week interested. when it stopped I'm always just like is it still recording yeah yeah, yeah that's fair fear now um, so yeah so you'd have like obviously you'd have the main that all those dynamics then you'd have the teenagers so like mm. you'd have some love triangles in there oh, yeah. I've, I've got a scene in my head where they so they go on a team night out and some of them can't get into the, some of the bars because they're not accessible um, and I think that would make like a really good scene mm. in in the drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they'd be like, I mean, like people just rarely do positive disabled people stories that yeah. aren't like, mm-hmm. oh, they're disabled and now something's going to happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's one they should definitely do, in my opinion. I I had an idea for one the other day, <laughs> so we should stop this in a minute. But um, so an aged and newly sacked radio host mm. a veteran of radio is it some a drama might, yeah, yeah yeah some would describe it as a dying art radio yes. right and this guy's been in the game for years decades mm-hmm. is a is a master right so the the kind of show opens and you just see this guy and he's like an old guy and he's like just going about his daily routine um and then he so he picks up the phone and he dials into a radio calling mm. he's talking and he um and he and so you can only really see him right this is how i imagine mm. it being shot so you can only see him and he's talking to a phone and he's like saying something that um, I don't know he, he's saying something that suggests that he is an expert at like like he knows exactly what would get him past a producer I on see. a radio show I to see. get him on live yeah right so he calls in he does this um, and this is all just imagine the camera shot is just from kind of here and yeah. he gets him on the phone that's his shoulders yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah I forgot that there's other people listening to this <laughs> presumably um, so he gets on on the air with his supposed story to like, hey, you're talking to friggin' Phil and Jill at 101, mm. and they're like, tell us about when your car broke down. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you about that. I have a hostage, and I'm gonna kill you if you kill the line. <gasps> and then oh, they're yeah. just like, so then like the phone booth drama, phone booth, yeah, but yeah. the phone in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> you know, that was a genuine line. I there, also laugh at you, like you basically just ripped <laughs> off phone booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's and like then, a pretty right. I think it's a pretty like it's not a unique kind of yeah, thing. No. Like, and it's also, just that one where he's in where he's in the you know that one where he's in that coffin. Is it Ryan Reynolds? Buried, I think it's called. It's just the same know. thing, but he's in a coffin the whole thing. It's it's a um, it's a hybrid of like uh, the phone booth. Yeah. Panic um, room, that's all set in a house. Panic so, room. And also that um so what a there's, movie. There's an episode of Black Mirror, I think it's called Fifteen Million Credits, where the guy um, the is that really Jim one? Kind of the gym Which one, one, where he's Tell on the he's on the exercise bike. Yeah. yeah, but they have to build up credits to go on that talent show. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when he's on, when he's there, he delivers this like passionate monologue about how the world's fucked and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really original idea until I realised it's ripped off from the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. Which is basically all what Black Mirror is. Black Mirror, yeah. yeah. It's just Black Mirror back and, from the olden days. But, and they yeah. just don't know that, you know, yeah. they just bank on the fact that most millennials will never check. I've never, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I've never seen it. Yeah. Never, but yeah, so, that, so it's kind of like that because I would see it as being like, so the guy uses his time on air where they can't mm. get rid of him mm. to, I don't know, rail against technology and how it's put people like him out of, out of business. Um, mm. That is... A ve- that would make a very good radio play like mm. I'm, I'm deadly serious they're looking for radio plays on Radio 4 at the moment you could write it, it I think they need to be an hour or 45 minutes but I, I think it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would actually say you could probably cram it into an hour um, yeah delicious. but you can follow those f- formulas and throw a few twists in um, you should actually write that I like, think it would be yeah. good yeah. Yeah. if you write it let me have a look at it and I'll, I'll like give you some feedback from my TV knowledge, which is none. Yeah, yeah, 
But yeah. So no one steal that before I do that. Yeah. Um, um, we'll just cut that out. I've got yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. loads of good ones actually. That the wheelchair basketball one was the one that I think. Let's not do all of them. No. Not all of them. <laughs> Save them for. Yeah. A, uh, the they should episode. do one though about um, some plucky <laughs> millennials that start a investigative journalism company. They, they should, yeah, 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 because I think some of the stuff that has happened to us would make very good drama. Like, I think we'd make hilarious comedy. To yeah, be honest, that's true. yeah. I always thought they should do a, a comedy set in a trade magazine. Because, yeah, you said it's fun. Yeah, that would be really funny. It would be funny, really funny. Think, they yeah. could do a like thick of it, but on an agricultural yes. magazine. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what was missing from that. What is it? Press. Press. It was the wrong. Yeah. Everything was well. Not everything was wrong, but like, it was the wrong group of people to do a comedy thingy about. Well, it, yeah. It just or was it a comedy? It was. I a comedy think it was barely way. a comedy. Yeah. It was. It, you know, it's one of those things that they kind of soft pedal as like, um, you know, it's like light drama in it with mm. a bit of comedy. But it should have been a straight up comedy, like thick of it, with just yeah. very like quick writing. Yeah. Um, and just very clever comedy because I feel like that that would be suited to that kind of environment very well yeah definitely whereas press was just a bit of I don't know, I don't know. it's a bit old fashioned I think I haven't watched it why am I even saying that but the, <laughs> what people said about it was that it was quite old fashioned that's where we get um, all our opinions none okay. of it is original thought we just recycle what other people say uh, exactly let's um, go back to Meat Hook and play the game oh, oh yeah. yeah right so um, <laughs> to be honest if I were you I'd just start the game all over again yeah I'm gonna yeah I mean I'd only go as far as Meat Hook anyway I'll just say <laughs> Meat Hook again it's good fun mm. um, so First four, you've got... Oh, that's what I was going to say, actually, sorry. I, I haven't used the actual Icelandic names. I've Obviously, translated them. Yeah. Because oh, I couldn't okay. I couldn't make up an Icelandic name because it would have been too obvious, I think. Oh, not obvious enough. Oh, Maybe, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Um, so, you'd just be saying a load of Icelandic words and we'd be like, oh. Could be there is a anything. thing afterwards. So there's a, there's a description oh, that follows each, each name. Uh, so, Meat Hook. Yeah. A Meat Hook. Uses a hook to steal meat. That's your description. Okay. Right. Sausage Swiper. Hides in the rafters and steals sausages that are being smoked. Bug grubber. Pushes insects through letterboxes and open windows. Stubby. Abnormally short. Steals pans to eat leftover crust. What are your initial thoughts? I think it's either... I think the sausage one's a red herring. I think that is going to be a real one. I think meat hook or... What was the last one? I didn't do them in the actual order. Oh. I should have really. Okay, oh, well, the last stubby. Abnormally yeah. short, steals pans to eat leftover crust. Could be that. Because that's you two. I feel today, like. Eating leftover pasta. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't steal it, we though. Yeah, pasta. That's true. It yeah. was pasta. Uh, it was, I mean, not ours, yours, technically. Uh, you own all com- that. It was company pasta. Company pasta. <laughs> <laughs> We're a part of the company. Yeah. I feel like meat hook and sausage swiper, too similar, but maybe. Maybe they're just... Maybe they just... They really are paranoid about their meat being stole. Yeah. But, like, one that steals meat and then another specifically sausages. Like, is Meat meat Hook not doing his job? I'm giving you 15 more seconds. Just guess one. Do you reckon Meat Hook? No. No. You're not happy with Meat Hook. What? You want the sausage one, don't you? Sausage swiper. Can so, I di- can I disagree? Yeah, I, I just, don't think it's oh, a sausage. Oh, we're, we're just getting a split in earlier here. Yeah, I yeah. think I think the sausage one's a red herring, and I think it's meat hook. Mm. What did you say, sausage? Sausage swiper. Yeah, you're both wrong. They're both oh. correct. Bug grubber is in fact <gasps> the right answer. I, that was mm. the one that I was absolutely sure was true. But, that, mm. They need to like widen their 
You know, like they've yeah, got two there that are about related. stealing meat. Yeah. You only need one, really. Yeah. That's true. They're, some of them are pretty mm. similar. Right. Next. Um, okay. So, window peeper. A snoop <laughs> who looks through windows for stuff to steal. Shoe grabber. Steals single <laughs> shoes to wear on his uh, to wear on his one long foot. Uh, sick. <laughs> Door slammer. <laughs> that sounded like you meant like ah sick. <laughs> <laughs> like sick <Sorry>. <laughs> Um Door slammer. Likes to slam doors, especially at night, waking people up. Candle stealer. Follows children and steals their candles. Why are they oh. carrying candles? No. I don't know, it's Iceland. I feel like can- yeah, dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think it's a door slammer. I think door slammer. That would be the most irritating one. I think. Yeah. I think they're the ones are true because they seem to be very concerned about things being stolen, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the candle one is just too weird to be made up. Like I can't imagine you, Ethan, you thinking, "Oh, that? it steals <laughs> children's candles." Yeah. yeah, I got bug grubber. So yeah, that's true. I would have thought that about. Did you say letterboxes as well with bug grubber? Yes. Yeah, that could that have been a been clue. That should have been your clue. Should have been your clue. They wouldn't have had them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have them back in the day. So, <sighs> I think. So. What did I say? Door slammer. I'm going to go with door slammer too. In both having door slammer. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. God. Oh, Shoe grabber. Oh, oh, the one long foot. That, <laughs> that made me that. laugh so much when I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, but then I thought it was a red herring and that they genuinely just were that funny. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Like Andres, they are. The other ones you, prove it, but yeah. just, yeah. One long foot. Old people say all sorts of stuff as well, don't Nuts. they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so number three. There's only four. This is not a long game. Um, so, tree sniffer. Abnormally large nose. Breaks into houses to smell Christmas trees. Or sniff Christmas trees, I suppose, rather. Um, sniff is a worse one than smell, isn't it? Mm, like, yeah. someone who sniffs stuff is gross. <laughs> yeah, creep. Yeah. i just have a smell of that. It's fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get out! Uh, I just popped my ear when I did, did that. Um, uh, pot scraper. Steals. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was gross. Yeah. Carry Sorry. on. Um, Pot scraper steals leftovers from pots. Skier gobbler, a yule lad with a great affinity for skier. Um, and then you've got uh, bull liquor. Hides under beds, waiting for people to put down their bulls and steals them. Then. Okay. Mm. Skier, skier gobbler, or whatever it was. That's the Icelandic yogurt skier. Mm. Yeah. Um, I. Oh, it could be. It could um, be that one. What do you think it is? It could be, but Ethan didn't seem to be sure of what it was when he was reading it. Like he had to remind himself. Oh, was it an act? Um, All I would say. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And I don't want to. I don't want to push you one way or another on this. All I would say is, look at my notes and see if you would be able to easily read them. Why are they down? I know, the but I mean, if something. you had made it because up you yourself, you would. Yeah. Then you'd know Remember the answers. Yeah, even, so, yeah. what oh, they? still not happy with it's that. Insane. <laughs> so they were, the other ones were Psycho. bowl grabber, <laughs> pot scraper. I feel like the pot scraper could it, yeah. be it, but it, it, it's, it's just reminding tame, me of the pasta scraper. is why. Yeah. Um, um, what was the first one again? The tree sniffer Tree one. sniffer. Yeah. Could be that. Do they have Christmas trees in Iceland? Yes. 
Um, they they do. I mean, that's not that's is. not that's not. Yeah, a hint, I can't believe he, I can't believe anything Ethan says because I think he might be trying to influence the game. Um, okay, right. Mm, I, I, the tree sniffer one seems weird because it's not really hurting anyone, but also they could just be like that. Ten seconds. Should we do that one then? Let's go with different ones just to widen. The, oh, okay. You go. I'll with, go skier. Whatever. Okay, and I'll go. Mm, but, Pot scraper. <clears throat> oh, I'll go tree sniffer then if you're going pot scraper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pot scraper. Oh, you fuckers, it was tree sniffer. Uh, I thought I'd got you then. I thought uh, when you, you like... when you broke cover, I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got me on that one. I did win the first two, however. Yeah, you did well done. Um, final one. Oh, there's another. Some might say the best one. Okay. Okay. Um, sheep cut clod. Harasses sheep, but impaired. Okay. Wait, he, it's impaired or the sheep are impaired? Does it harass disabled sheep? Because that's unacceptable. I think honestly, from my research, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, um. Oh no, fuck! I remember now. Right. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um. So sheep cut clod, right? Yeah, and then you've got gully gawk. Hides in gullies, waiting to sneak into cow sheds to steal milk. Spring singer. Golden-throated lad who sings near hot springs to lure in children. Fucking hell. The rest of them are just, like, stealing sausages, and that one's, like, like murdering kids. <laughs> then you've got... Spoon licker. Steals long wooden spoons to lick. Is extremely thin. The spoon liquor, I reckon. Yeah, at this point, like all the really stupid ones, I'm like, oh, that's got to be a red herring. But then he might be like double messing with us. I think the murdering children guy is probably real. Because I don't think you would go too far away from the, what the rest of them are. So I think if the rest of them are stealing food, you're not going to make up one that's killing children, I think. Um. What were the other ones? You want to go? Yeah. yeah. Sheep cut clod. Oh, yeah, that guy. Harasses sheep but impaired. I remember now. What it is, is harasses sheep but impaired. And then I've actually written on the line below. Um, but impaired by wooden legs. Oh. So he's not all that effective, presumably, at harassing yeah. sheep. What in, What does he mean by harassing, I wonder? Like a shagger or... I think if I think if it was that they would say yeah they would yeah probably yeah. Um, I don't reckon it's that the wooden leggy sheep shagger guy mm. <laughs> too out there though, yeah it could yeah. be the cow could be the cow the one but one. they do have a lot of samey Gully ones gawk. so not necessarily mm. yeah I think the I think it's a spoon liquor I'm I'm gonna go with the one that murders children in springs because why not. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's thank a spring you. singer. Ah. It was the golden throated that made me think it. There I thought just... golden throated lad would would keep you off the trail. Yeah, you had me. Yeah. Honestly, I was. Pulled. I thought golden throated sounded like an adjective you would you would. That pick. is true. Also, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good game, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe we should just do that instead. Just every, every, every <laughs> same game, guessing. same ones. <laughs> See how many you can remember from last time. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get it right. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So yeah, that was that, mm, fellas. Cool. Um, 
Have a great Christmas, everyone. Yes. Genuinely. Um, if you look can after spare yourself. a bit of Christmas money, um, join our Patreon. <laughs> I was doing a heartfelt Christmas message. Oh. You were just like, give us money. Give us some money. 57p a week, it can be your Christmas present to yeah. us. Yeah. If you have a family member or friend that you don't care that much about, but you should probably still buy them something. Buy them a subscription to the Overtake for a mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a family and friend who you don't care about and you know their bank details, mm. buy them a subscription to the Overtake. A subscription yeah, to the Overtake yeah. with their details, yeah. Everybody in my family is getting an Overtake t-shirt for Christmas this year. Nice. What is that it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Cool. No, only joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like you were. From the, from the levity in your voice, <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> Um, yeah, follow us on social media. We've got a really legendary human being doing our uh, Instagram, Annika Vadical. Mm-hmm. Um, she does all the posting. Um, she's organised. She's efficient. She's creative. All the things that we're not. All the things we're not. We're creative. Yeah. Usually she's like, come on, guys. We are yeah. not organised or efficient. The yeah. idea for a radio play. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I'm being serious about that radio play. Sounds good, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Merry oh, Christmas! Yeah. <laughs> oh. You did Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. Oh, yeah. we, oh Merry Christmas! Happy oh, New Year! Also, look after yourselves genuinely. It's a, it's a time of year for some yeah, people, so chin up. Super January. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Podcast over. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.